everybody, get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We have a really interesting show, a lot of fun stuff for you to hear. I think everybody knows, or you might not know, that Marriott moved its headquarters to Wisconsin Avenue in Bethesda and built a great boutique hotel there. Uh, We had a... We did a staycation. We had a crazy staycation. It was a lot of fun. And joining us today dun, 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 is Will Schifrin. He's the director of food and beverage for the Marriott Bethesda downtown. Um, they've got lots of uh, restaurants and spots in the hotel for food and drink. Uh, we actually saw Andy there on the day he got married when we did our staycation. We Pure did. serendipity. Wasn't oh, that fun? Oh, Andy, you get around, man. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the really, really cool one of all of them is the hip flask uh, rooftop. There's nothing like it in Bethesda, and really, I don't think there's anything like it in town, but it was mm-hmm. great. So we'll hear about that. Uh, you're not going to believe it, but Fairfax City Restaurant Week is back. And I'm going to get into it. So Fairfax wait, City Restaurant Week. Along with we, our favorite spokesperson. I yeah. am one of the spokespeople for it, as I've been, fortunately, for the last, uh, I guess, year and a half. And I so love doing it because I get to go out to Fairfax City and see all the amazing cuisine offerings that they have. And, I mean, later in the show, we'll discuss all the different um, experiences you can have. But I'm very excited because we're talking to Kathleen Paley. <laughs> Kathleen Paley. Yeah, and Bill Hamrock, who owns Hamrock's Restaurant. He's the owner and the chef. Yeah, we can't wait. All right, so this is a great, great story. H Street's uh, Bronze Restaurant is really different and fascinating. Uh, it's owned by Keem Hewley. It's a restaurant inspired by a story he made up, really, uh, Afrofuturism that melds fantasy and gastronomy with the culture of the African diaspora. It tells a seven year, 700-year-old story of Alonzo Bronze, um, and we're going we're gonna to get into that later, but it is wait. really cool, beyond and cool. And Chef Toya is not here with us today, but we will talk about her and the kind of cuisine she's executing, which I'm very excited We'll even about. say nice things. <laughs> uh, uh, Sarah Contreras uh, Schilling and Reed Schilling are old friends of ours that you guys were on when, the, when you opened yes, originally. the restaurant. And uh, you're going to hear what Sarah and Reed have planned because they have an anniversary celebration mm-hmm. at Schilling Canning Company. I mean, I just want to say, it is their fourth anniversary. So, let's get into it. Will, step hey, to Will. the plate. How's everybody doing? We're good. Good. So, you've been in the restaurant biz since you were 14? Yeah, I started washing dishes when I was 14, uh, rose through the ranks. What well, was that when your mom said, go wash the dishes, Will? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little child labor laws. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I rose to the ranks of... Uh, uh, back of the house and then I transitioned to the front of the house because mm-hmm. I enjoy drinks um, mm-hmm. but truthfully I enjoy all aspects of the restaurant um, but you cook passion. too right yes so how mm-hmm. did you start cooking and then move your way up to the bar talk a little bit about uh, that progression money okay. um, yeah <laughs> so back when I was cooking you could really only make 10 or 11 dollars an hour mm-hmm. so I wanted to make more money and I saw the servers bartenders making that money so I transitioned to that and um from there, the passion just kind of grew. I always enjoyed restaurants, um, but you know, I wanted to experience both back of the house and front of the house, um, and I found out that I love both. So let's talk about working in a bar and then creating a bar program. I mean, we'll get into Hip and Flask at the Marriott in Bethesda, but how do you go? How did you get your education in that? 
so that you could rise to the level that you're at right now? It's just pure work ethic. Um, I didn't go to school. I didn't go to culinary school. I didn't go to any bar training programs. Um, mm -hmm. I did a lot of research on my off hours, uh, did a lot of cooking research, really loved that. Um, and then I just applied that to uh, I'm, I'm going to guess you did a lot of drinking, too. Yeah, I mean, that That's comes with boy. the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it comes like, with the job. You do work at a bar. Right. Hello. <laughs> right. So, no, but, I mean, beer, wine, cocktails, all of it, spirits, everything, all of that interests me. Um, so I just put my head down and worked. Mm -hmm. And so when you got to Hip and Flask, how did you come up with the kind of program that you wanted to see there that, that they also envisioned there? Because it's a teamwork. Yeah. I, you know, we worked hand in hand with uh, HQ developing mm -hmm. the cocktails. Uh, you know, shout out to Gary Gruber. He was uh, instrumental in helping me develop those cocktails. Mm -hmm. um, we really wanted to focus on fun ingredients, interesting ingredients, and overall good tasting cocktails. I okay. Mean, you can I'm going to put, put a pin in you on that yeah. one. You're going to tell us about a good tasting cocktail right now, and then you'll tell us more when we come back to you. Absolutely. Uh, uh, we have the Accidental Tourist. It's our um, tiki-inspired drink. Mm. Um, you have some aged rum, velvet falernum, uh, passion fruits, pineapple. It, it's a really interesting, fun drink. Excellent. Okay, great. Why don't you pass it around the studio? Well, speaking of interesting and fun, uh -huh. Fairfax City Restaurant Week is back. As we mentioned, we have Kathleen Paley with us. She's commissioner of the Fairfax City Economic, Economic Development Authority. What a mouthful that is, Kathleen. Uh, and Bill Hamrock, who is chef owner at Hamrock's Restaurant, his dream restaurant. I right. read that Absolutely. Too. So, so let's start with Kathleen. Kathleen, Let's talk a little bit about the region and the area and how it's developed over the years because it's an it's an amazing um, it's an amazing area and there's a lot going on there. Yeah, what I love about Fairfax City is it's this little small town with a lot of walkability mm -hmm. within a county of what a million plus people. Right. So you get you get the best of all of you know what a large metro region offers, but mm -hmm. with the accessibility and the sense of community in a small town. And one of the things that we have going right now that sort of uh enhances that like close knit feeling is Fairfax City Restaurant Week. It's right. starting up uh March sixth. Monday. Yeah. Starting yeah. Monday. And let's talk about yeah. like how you all get you know, the restaurants to participate. I mean, can we talk about the diversity of the restaurants? Because I think that part is really interesting. Yeah, I got to jump in because I have never seen a Uyghur restaurant before, and you've got one there. Right. We're doing our, 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 our office party on the on the 9th out there in, in the Thai restaurant. There's, there's so many choices. Oh, my gosh. I think we may actually have three Uyghur restaurants in the six square How miles of Fairfax City, amazing. which is crazy. Um, and we have, I mean, Sisters Thai. I don't know if you've ever tried yeah. Sisters. They have a few around the region. Well, right, but, but you yeah, have a... Azerbaijani, you have Indian, you have Ita Dolce Vita Italian, you have mm -hmm. Caribbean with Jasmine Pham. You have Hamrocks. Yep. Yes. We have Hamrocks. Mikado Mexican. Have Korea, we have, like, many Korean restaurants. Amazing. It's, yeah, it's it's great. And then we also have a bunch of, you know, brew pubs mm -hmm. um, for folks who want their burgers and their beers. So right now uh, we have this... I, I am a volunteer with Fairfax City, but we have a fantastic economic development office that works with our local restaurants to get them signed up. Mm -hmm. We have this year, uh, this season, more than 30 restaurants that have signed up. 
And so like on the casual end, you mentioned Jocelyn Fam. It's a brand new Caribbean restaurant in the mm-hmm. city. Really great. And just a fantastic family story of coming together to make a dream come true. Kathleen, we're going to break you for a sec because we want to get mm-hmm. into Bill here and yep. his restaurant. Bill, tell us about Ham your Rocks. restaurant, your dream yeah. restaurant. So at so it, Ham Rocks, um, I've been open for, this is my seventh year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a mile from my house. It was just oh, a, that makes it the dream, right? There. Right. Yeah, it's just uh, it's, talk so it's, about walkability. It's pretty much my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know when I when I bought it, I definitely said you know I'd be walking and riding my bike, but that hasn't happened yet. Okay, but I could. Okay. Um, so, but it but it's my neighborhood. It's my neighborhood. I mean, it's uh, you know the people that come in. You know, a lot of them are my neighbors. I know them. They know us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we are a definition of a neighborhood restaurant. So, what was it that you wanted to create as your neighborhood restaurant, aside from the proximity to your home? Oh, an American style restaurant. Okay, so you know, let's some, get into it. So I, I said, you know, someplace, you know, nice enough to celebrate a birthday anniversary, but casual enough to come out for a quick bite during the week. Mm-hmm. So are you in the kitchen? Um, or? I'm the chef. Yes. You are the chef. Yes. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your background. How'd you wind yeah, up? Yeah, so um, he went to the CIA. I got mm-hmm. a job uh, when I was 14. Yeah, well, three, three he pigs went barbecue. to the CIA. I, uh, I actually got hired when I was 13, but they said come back in two weeks. So uh-huh. I started a couple of days before I turned 14. And, okay. Uh, Three Pigs Barbecue was a dishwasher, helped out busing. I was there for a month at two fifty an hour, and then I got three seventy five an hour at the Italian oven right around the corner. So uh-huh. I went there. Um, so I, I, you know, I grew up working in restaurants, and I grew, worked all the restaurants in McLean where I grew up: Evans Farm Inn, Charlie's Place. Um, you know, then it was just I worked all through high school, and um, you know, honestly, I just I I really enjoyed working. Um, and it was time to go to college, and I applied to college, and I was like don't really want to go. And um, it's like, I really enjoy working, love working in kitchens. And then, you know, I went to CIA for a tour and I loved it and went back I mean, a year to later. To be clear, I mean, I've been to the CIA. It's, it is a college. I mean, it's, it's just so, not so traditional. So when I went, when I went there, it was just a 21 month program, which okay. was mainly for cooking. And then they had some other things, but now it, now they have a full four yeah, year program. program. So it's a little different, but you know, when I went there, um, you know, it's a 21 month program. Basically, it was a cooking program, but you know, it's a working business. Mm-hmm. So when you get when you get out, um, you know, you got to work. Right. And a, you know, school, yeah, it's fun, it's good. You know, it's important, but it's a working business. It's what you do when you get out. It's who who you work with. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to you got to work with good people. You got to you got to see good stuff. And you well, gotta, so how long ago did you open your restaurant? Seven. So I'm in year seven. You're in year seven. Yeah. And how with the pandemic and hiring uh, shortages and all that, where yeah. are you now? Well, we're, and how does like working with Fairfax City Restaurant oh, Week and things like that uh, well, elevate Fairfax what City you do? Fairfax City Restaurant is just awesome. It's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, we love seeing the people come out. Uh, and that's what happens. People come out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, during the week, Sundays, you know, we're pretty good most Fridays and Saturdays. But, you know, Friday lunch, Saturday lunch, I mean, the whole week we are busy and it's, you know, People coming out. Well, one of the reasons you <laughs> sorry, lost my voice. One of the reasons you're busy is the pricing is so great to come and really try out restaurants. Yeah, and I and I definitely feel like I we try. I feel like I'm giving something back with Restaurant Week too. How do you enact Restaurant Week at, at your restaurant? Like, do, is it the whole menu is available? Oh, so do, no. How do you so, do it? So we'll we'll put together a special three course menu. Mm-hmm. We'll have a choice of about seven appetizers, seven or eight entrees, and three or four desserts. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's terrific. And what, so walk us through it. Like, yeah, so if I mean, I'm coming in and you're like, Nikki, this is how so, you should be eating. So I always at my recommend, restaurant. so every Sunday, every Sunday I do, um, we have lobster night. Okay. So from lobster night, I have all the, I have all those lobster bodies. So I definitely recommend our lobster bisque because we mm-hmm. take those lobster bodies and we just 
we make our initial stock. You know, usually there's no lobster in lobster bisque because there's just, not supposed to be. They just show. Well, you. We we put a little bit, but it, you know the broth, the stock that we make it's it from bisque. is all the all the bodies. Right. Um, and then we fortify that, and then we make the our bisque from that. So by the time it's by the time we get our soup, our bisque, it's basically cooked three times. Okay. When we take a commercial break, you could explain to my husband that a bisque is not lobster soup. It is a bisque. I don't care about a French word. I want lobster in my soup. I know, but that's not what it is. Fish tosh. All okay. right. Anyway, we're going to take a break. This is David and Nikki Nellis on Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. Okay, so anybody who knows me knows that if it's sports, I will watch it on TV, except for cricket. I don't do cricket. But I love going <laughs> to watch my sports at Nick's Riverside Grill in Georgetown. It's fabulous. They've got 21 TV screens down there. Uh, they've got a great selection of beers the food is terrific. They've got a dish called the Crazy Big Nachos that is exactly as described, and a Detroit-style deep-dish pizza that's just nuts. And there's nothing like watching a game, stuffing your face with a bunch of people that are enjoying it just like you are. Nick's Riverside Grill in Georgetown. If you love sports and you love fun food, go there. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to Bill Hamrock of Hamrock's Restaurant out in Fairfax. And we're talking about Fairfax uh, Restaurant, Fairfax City. Fairfax City Restaurant City, Week. City, 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 Restaurant Week. Um, I think we can probably get off the lobster uh, bisque okay. now. Mm-hmm. But what else are you So Yeah, so the first course, we also do a crab and artichoke chowder, doing a tuna pokey, um, you know, version of our mixed green salad. We've got a roasted duck and puff pastry and a caprese good. salad. And so, are you doing bref- are you doing lunch and dinner? We are every doing day? lunch and dinner uh, Tuesday through Sunday. Tuesday through Sunday, and is that your normal setup? Is yes, that, you that is our, do it? that's our normal. And where are you in Fairfax City, so people have an idea? Uh, we're about a mile from um, George Mason. We're um, right on Chainbridge Road. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, my restaurant's kind of unique. I'm a big old house. You know, we were the house was built in 1840. Mm-hmm. So we're de- you know it's definitely. It's not your average-looking restaurant, mm-hmm. um, freestanding building. So do you have to do a lot of? Because we have a house from like the eighteen yeah. seventies. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's some pros and cons with it, but yeah. it's, it's more it's, cons than pros. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's unique for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but and we're you know we're set up. I you know I have, I have a bar area, my main room, and then I have a couple other rooms. Great. Uh, but you know that's all the classic old wood floors and neat old house. Well, that seems like that fits into the genre of the area. Oh, for a sure, bit, right? Yeah, we're, so we're we are a historic building in a historic district. Excellent. All right, can you tell everybody where they can find you on yep. Instagram or online? Uh, Hamrock's Restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, so hamrocksrestaurant dot com, Facebook, Instagram, um, three nine five zero Chainbridge Road. Terrific. Okay, right, Kathleen Bailey, give us the hard details, please, on Fairfax Drive City the Restaurant. Traffic Let's right now. hear how it's going to work for the week. Got it. Okay. So this week, starting Monday, mm-hmm. it's starting March 6th through March 12th. Right. Fairfax City Restaurant Week. Lunches are prefix menus at $25. Mm-hmm. Dinners uh, prefix at $40. We also have a lot of restaurants doing special two for 10 grab and go type options. Right. Because there's a lot for... of bakeries and coffee shops and they're all participating, which I think is so fascinating. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, if you just want to grab a bite or try something new, but you know, you're not ready for a full meal, mm. grab a coffee, grab a pastry, you know, there are tons of options um, to explore, you know, as you said, the global kitchens that right. are all around the city. Okay. Um, tell everybody where we can find it, please, online and on Instagram, other than the list, are you on it.com, which it is all over. Yes. Shameless yes. plug. It's not shameless. It's shameless. 
Go ahead. I love it. Um, So we're at Fairfax City Restaurant Week on Instagram and on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And if folks would tag uh, hashtag Fairfax City Eats when they try it out, that'd be great. And website-wise, you can go to FairfaxCityRestaurantWeek.com. We also have very quickly a um, special deal. If folks try a restaurant and they enter, um, they sort of complete a short survey, they can be entered to win a $250 flex card, which is a local like city gift card. So you can come back and try out even more of the restaurants. Oh, I love it. All right. Great, Kathleen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We really That's appreciate great. it. All right. Let's go back to our cocktails. Mm, this is delicious. Wonderful. It I is. But can we talk nice about sip. the glassware? Yeah. I'm sort of glass obsessed and I do have a vintage collection at home. But so you said these. these aside, are, aside from me. Right. Yeah. Um, so these are tiki glass cups. Why put tiki in the middle of Bethesda? What was it that you guys are trying? Like, why were you like, yeah, let's do tiki? I'm just trying to evoke a sense of enjoyment. Um, you know, when you're on that rooftop bar, you have incredible views of the Tyson's Corner skyline, mm-hmm. of Silver Spring, uh, and you kind of feel a little bit elevated from everything else. So I just wanted to drive that home with some fun uh, tiki mugs, you know, tropical mugs for everybody uh, to hopefully not steal Right, but, please, don't, please don't steal the tiki barware. Right. No, please. but they're, you know, they're, they're really, it's just kind of a fun, elevated, it's very much social media forward focused. Um, you know, we want you to take pictures of our drinks. We want you to take pictures of the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And- well, let's talk about Hip Flats because it's not just, it's a beautiful bar. It really well, is. Isn't it the only rooftop bar in, in Bethesda? It, it is. At the moment, That's yeah. What we're I mean, if you want our story, talk, and we're sticking yeah. to it. Yep. But which the, is amazing. The, 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 I want to finish. The go nice ahead, thing finish. is, you you're not just inside a glassed-in bar. You can go out. I mean, when the weather's right, you can go out. There's a, a patio. Sort of patio. Yeah. There's two patios. Um, one we call the Tyson's Corner side. Once again, you can see that skyline, yeah. and that's where the um, sun sets. So it is picture perfect at around six. 630. Mm. Um, and then the opposite side, you get the Silver Spring. Um, we're going to be building up this wall, decorating it um, for photos for people. Um, we've had a lot of I feel like you could proposals. do like a, like, a, like a U around the, the cathedral. Yeah. And then people could just sort of <laughs> get their head in there. Uh, yeah, we have a really cool mural um, planned. Uh, hopefully that'll be going up soon before, you know, the outside is really set up. But Couches, chairs, very lounge forward. It's a very very fluid space. Um, It's just great to, you know, get people up and out. We were there on a a weeknight, right? We were there on a weeknight. It was crushed. It it was banging. It was really great. And it was not nice out. I mean, but it didn't matter. All right, let's go to the next drink. What's our next drink? So our next drink is the Foreign Affair. It is a play off of an Aperol Spritz. You have Aperol, um, McClintock's Forager Gin. They're up in Frederick. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a Lemon Verbena Rosemary uh, elixir that we've created um, that is, it's really refreshing. It's it, it's a great summertime drink. Great. Excellent. Thanks. Well. All right. So uh, before I introduce Pass our next around. guest, I should say probably the ghosts of uh, Eric Bruner Yang and Nadine Brown are floating around in here. Oh, and I have to be honest, there was a while on this show where it was like, if you said Eric Bruner Yang, I think people were drinking. Yeah. For a while, <laughs> we were like right. saying his this name like every game. week. All right. So, uh, Keem, let's start with you. Keem Hewley is the he's not just the owner of bronze mm-hmm. he's the guy that came up with the whole concept and the story behind it yep. so i'm just going to turn it over to you man how did you 
What were you smoking? How did you come up with all this? <laughs> I think I was, I was smoking COVID. Uh, <laughs> it was like the, the first time that we, we had the opportunity to kind of slow down and really um, flush through some ideas that kind of came from childhood. But were you at, were you, you where were you before COVID? Were you with Brothers and Sisters? Were you working with Eric? Yep, so I was working with Eric with Foreign National, so all of Eric's restaurants. Okay. Um, so Brothers and Sisters, Spoken English, ABC Pony, and then also uh, Maketo. Right. And then all of our offsite events. And sure. And the Power 10. Events. I mean, he was doing so much, right? Well, Power 10 was after COVID. Right. But yeah. he launched it then. Yeah, launched it, launched it during, um, you know, when, when COVID happened. I think mm-hmm. it was like a month into COVID yeah. when we launched Power 10. Mm-hmm. So where did your idea crystallize for bronze? Um, the idea initially crystallized, I think, working working with Eric and anybody that knows Eric, he kind of just wakes up and does whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked with him for about seven years. Um, and I realized when I wanted to wake up and do what I wanted to do, I realized that there were some social pressures um, that kind of limited those ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I developed and discovered Afrofuturism and realized that I can be creatively who I want to be. Um, and be able to give that to the world, and people have responded really well to it. Well, stay on that. Talk about Afrofuturism Please. for yep. a minute so people really get what you're right. talking so about. So Afrofuturism, um, it's really easily defined by a book actually called Afrofuturism by Yatasha Womack, and it's really um, being able to kind of go back into our history um, to unleash some of the things that, that have happened um, to be able to imagine what our what our future is kind of going forward. Mm-hmm. So it's technological, um, creatively. Um, it's it's just it's just a whole way of thinking. Well, almost. that's the perfect segue to the restaurant. So how does well, that yeah, how does that mash into to life in a yeah, restaurant? For sure. So so when you think about the the flight of black people over the past five or six hundred years, um, we pretty much operate within a box. If if you kind of look at me, black with with a fade, I have a bunch of tattoos everywhere. You kind of expect a certain type of restaurant. It's just just the way the society has kind of kind of dreamed it up Mm. Um, and for me I wanted to buck all of that and create exactly what it is that I wanted to create when you come in there's fresh flowers the architecture is very soft Um, everybody's in pristine uniforms the level of creativity with the food and the the plate up um, is there in line with things that um, I've been accustomed to over the past seven eight years just not accustomed to it happening from a restaurant from the Afro diasporic uh, well let me ask you a question when you go to people with money or banks or whatever, mm-hmm. and you tell them basically this fantasy story about, you know, that's going to be the spine of the restaurant. What kind of response did you get? Yeah, I mean, I... Were they like, I, wow, that's cool? Or I, I would I would say that um, I've been in hospitality for 16 years now, mm-hmm. um, and people, the original believers of bronze were a believer of me as an individual, mm-hmm. um, and they know that the work that I've done, not really the concept. Now it's very easy. You come into... A packed dining room. It's like, oh, it's a great idea. Yeah, well, um, that's always <laughs> but, those are the best kind of investors, yeah, right? They but, come in afterwards. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, my my original um, believers, the the investors, and um, you know, the the guys that we've uh, got the real estate through, um, mm-hmm. um, they believed and know that every day I would try to do everything to make this thing successful. Well, so let's talk about how you created this story mm-hmm. and how you put the narrative and worked with the chef to create the menu so that people understand that it's not just a narrative and you're not just packed for your story. You're packed also because you're executing it and we in a should, totally different when, way. When we say the chef, we should say Toya yeah, Henry's Toya, name. Yeah. Yeah. Chef, chef Toya Henry. 
um, that moved down from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, she definitely took a, a, a leap of faith because she was. Um, Did you know her before? I, I knew her through Eric. Okay. Um, and I went up about two, three years ago and met her at the one hotel in Brooklyn. Mm. Um, and when we say Afrofuturism, um, and we've created this story of Alonzo Bronze, we wanted to make sure that the story had a that the menu had a vessel. Um, that's why we had to create this character and almost make this character, you know, this sci-fi character, um, and give it life. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at a menu and there's ingredients from all around the world, it kind of gets a little bit lost, and people try to figure out what exactly is this. Um, but now we kind of live through the body of Alonzo Bronze, and the restaurant is a representation of of his travels that were made up. And how does that get uh, defined on the menu? So if I go in for dinner, if we come in, mm-hmm. how are we eating? How are we How are we learning the story? Yep. Is it the server sharing the story? Is it in the menu? Is it in the bar menu? How are we learning this whole process? So that's, that's actually a good question because you may come in and not learn it. Mm. Um, because that's the idea of um, a lot of things that are from the black perspective they're especially in the time that we're in right now they're very um, social justice led to where you feel like if you come to any type of establishment that is from a black owned space you're kind of making a statement in the in the social justice world I just want to exist as a restaurant Mm -hmm. I just want people to come in and judge us based on our service our food quality and the overall aesthetic that we built in. Mm-hmm. But if a guest comes in and they want the whole Afrofuturist spill or the fact that we use rhythmic sound to create half of our um, cocktail menu, listening to Coltrane, Miles Davis, uh, Fila, a lot of other artists, if they want that, I'm typically on the floor and then I'll do the table touching and, and give them a little bit more. But why? Another question, because uh, site selection is important. Why H Street? Is it because Eric's the mayor of... <laughs> I actually, uh, my family's been on H Street for 40 years. Um, really? we, we grew up on H Street. Um, I have a lot of history on that street. My family still lives two blocks away right now. Mm. My father Talk about walkability, yeah, right? My, my father is at the restaurant right now checking in pro fish orders. Um, so th- this <laughs> oh, is. They this, are a sponsor of the show, this, so oh, thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, Kim, oh, sing man. that song. Oh, Wait, I'm, I'm getting Kim, good at this. Hold on one sec. We're going to take a commercial break. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. More when we get back. This is David and Nikki Nellis, Booty and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis talking to Keem Hewley, who is the owner and genius behind the concept at Bronze over on H Street. And drinking mm-hmm. spritzes. And, and you know, we've talked a little bit about the food and, and, and all of that. You've got a cocktail program that in, in your literature says it's paired with the intergalactic Sun Ra-themed Cocktails and global wine selections. So yeah, break that down what's for that, me. What's man. that mean? I have right. no idea. Yeah, what's what's that mean? So, um, so when we look at inspiration um, for our cocktail menu, we worked with Al Thompson. Al Thompson was at Mini Bar for mm-hmm. five years. He's right now at Bar High Five in Japan, um, doing a I think a, almost like a five or six month stage. Um, he's just a just a great guy. Um, but when we originally coming up with the menu, we would listen to a Sun Ra song or Coltrane song, and we would take the notes out of what we're feeling when we're listening to it, and then mm-hmm. created the cocktail menu based on that. You're like I'm feeling brown liquor, I'm feeling tequila. Yeah. is that where your head's what's, at? What what's, what's, what does this feel like? Mm-hmm. Like um, I think Lush Life is is a perfect example, which is a Coltrane song. And sometimes there's a serendipity moment on the floor to where Lush Life is playing over the over the Sonos, and then um, you're actually drinking that drink at the same time. Wow, very yep. cool. Now, this when we a... come in for dinner, 
Is it a tasting menu or is it no, a la carte? No, it's, it's a la carte, communal style. So it's going to be family style, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of the style that, you know, we've perfected working with Chef Eric for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really gives the diners opportunity to kind of get broken into this section of Alonzo Bronze. So it's broken into sea, land, garden, petite plates. So kind of taking on uh, the traveler. Okay. Yep. And we just for we have like a minute left. Let's do Can it. you just tell us a little bit about the wine program? How did you decide? Is Nadine to... Brown? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, we love. N- N- Nadine Brown, uh, you know, one of the best sommeliers in in, in the area and mm-hmm. in the nation, um, and she came in and really brought her expertise. So I can pretty much do all of these you know, different, you know, factors in a restaurant, a mm-hmm. wine program, cocktail program. But I know for what we wanted to accomplish here, I would have to bring in um, the experts to really be able to get all the juice out of this program. So mm-hmm. that's why we brought in Al. That's why we brought in Nadine Brown. And Nadine Brown has really um, paired the food well with uh, the, with the um, uh, with the wine program. Jeez. Well, not only does she have an excellent palate, her knowledge is just yeah, the, astronomical. The, I think the knowledge is, is more important. She's mm-hmm. also... An excellent hugger. I saw her. Yes. Expert hugger. She is an expert expert hugger. hugger. Okay. Please tell everybody where they should go to get reservations and where you are on Instagram. So uh, Resi for reservations. Mm -hmm. Um, You can pretty much find everything through our Instagram, Mm -hmm. uh, Bronze H Street. um, And then we're uh, Bronze DC on uh, our website. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks for joining us. Okay. Well, so let's talk about all the different places at the hotel because you can eat there, you can drink there, you can have breakfast, you can have lunch, you have dinner. Like, let's walk us through it just a little bit. Yeah, so, you know, we talked a lot about Hip Flask, um, but we do have our flagship ground floor restaurant, Seven State. Um, mm-hmm. It's named after uh, Maryland entering the Union. Is there, they were right. the Seven State to enter Seven the State. Union. We yeah. ate there. We had a meal so, there. It was yeah. good. Wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, they, it is Mediterranean themed. With our new menu, we are really going to drive home the Mediterranean theme, um, mm-hmm. and we're presenting that through cocktails as well. Um, we do have a large wood-fired oven that we're cooking pizzas through. Uh, there's floor-to-ceiling panels that open up to give mm-hmm. you kind of this really cool uh, European um, restaurant vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, we are just celebrating our one-year anniversary. We opened up March 1st. Oh, my so, God. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. As, the, as Marriott's 8,000th hotel. Um, so we are celebrating that. We are rocking with brunch now, too. Our mm-hmm. brunch is rolling. Um, once again, fantastic cocktails. Chef Dupree 8, does an amazing hotels. menu. Sorry, you just floored me. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah, Chef Dupree is doing really incredible things with the food. Um, he's been working throughout Marriott's all his life, his Parents both worked for Marriott, so he has it in his blood. He um, he really knows what he's doing. I'm proud to work with him. So it allows, and does that allow you to grow too? To work with all these different people and just sort of feed your knowledge. A hundred percent. We all work as a team. Uh, you know, hand in hand. This new menu change that we're doing, we've we've really held hands together for it, um, mm-hmm. bouncing ideas back and forth. Um, and you know, I'm really excited about it. Okay, what are we making next? So the last drink is going to be our seventh state flagship cocktail. Um, it's called Smoke in the Tea Room. It is um, Vita del Maguey mezcal, uh, turmeric syrup with a little bit of cinnamon, and then mm-hmm. finished with a little bit of pineapple. Ooh. Um, yeah, really drive home those Mediterranean themes. It and is... uh, get rid of your inflamed Yeah, drinks, yeah right. it's healthy, right? too. It's, it's very healthy. So great brunch cocktail. Um, in, truthfully, you can have it anytime. It's really good. Great. I will. All right. Thanks All right, so, much. so now we're going to talk to 
the people behind Schilling Canning Company, yes. one of the finest restaurants on the waterfront. And because we don't have enough cocktails in studio, they came they in with brought... a whole bunch of cocktails. Thank you. So, <laughs> Sarah and Reed, um, why don't you guys, one of you, give us the backstory on the restaurant? Because um, I remember speaking to you four years ago, but I don't remember all the deets. Yes. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I remember being here four years ago, right? so it's wild how time goes. Do I look better or worse? Uh, worse? Yeah. Everybody looks great. Everybody looks The exact same. I love you, Rita. Well, Schilling Canning is a family-owned business. It's really, truly Reed uh, and I. Uh, it's inspired by Sh- uh, Reed's family in uh, Carroll County Schilling Canning Company. They had a canning company back in the day. Um, it's a big tribute to his culinary expertise, so I'll, I'll let him take it from here. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, so my family, 1935, 1958, they were farmers, canners. Mm-hmm. They found out how to extend their money-making season beyond just the growing season uh, by canning. Um, they found they grew uh, the best product that they could and were proud of it and packed it in cans. Uh, and that's kind of the backbone that we use here at the restaurant where we find the best product that we can, much of which comes from you know, our local farms uh, that we deal directly with, fishermen that we deal directly with. Mm-hmm. Um, so no middleman there. Uh, and then we figure out It feels what... like a little bit of a dig at ProFish, but go ahead. <laughs> well, they're a great company. Um, Greg Kasson's going to find you. <laughs> <laughs> he knows where you live, baby. Sorry, Captain. Um, and so we uh, then we figure out what to do with it. Um, so the menu changes frequently. Um, it's not necessarily dug into one specific thing. We have a lot of influences currently on the menu from uh, outside of the region, but uh, all of it ties back to a uh, really great product. Well, how, what is it that's inspiring you for the kind of cuisine you're serving at the restaurant, right? Like, because you're working off of products, but how would you display, how would you explain sort of your style of cooking? Uh, Did I trick you? you? Is that a trick question? No, 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 but no. But you know what I mean. Like you, you don't fit into a box. You know, you're not a, you're not a casual restaurant. You're not a fine dining restaurant. You know, it's it, it is a unique experience. So how do you explain it to people? Um, you know, I, I think at, at at the heart we start with the Chesapeake region, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, the great the great products that are that are made there. And now I've been fortunate enough to spend time in other parts of the country, all across the country. Uh, over, uh, you know, a, a long career. Um, and so I've been influenced by uh, a lot of things in California. Um, I spent a lot of time there and I've, and I've seen, um, you know, just the West Coast mentality or approach to a menu, right, where you, where you source the product or you have the product and then you figure out what to do with it. Um, and so we bring a lot of that to us. And, and you know, uh, we don't, necessarily fit in a box that's right and so it's been a little tricky to explain to people kind of you know what we are you know we're not italian we're not right you know and so schilling well, doesn't no. sound italian no. no but like no but like as we were talking about fairfax city restaurant week you know there are these all these incredible concepts but they they oh, do fit, they have a profile they have a profile right they fit into they check a box so, right so right now if you look at our menu this is this is really great right so right now if you start at the top of our menu you're going to find excellent caviar mm-hmm. okay uh partnered with a company called regis ova out in in california okay um that i had the pleasure of working with when i lived out there um, and now she's started her own company so we have really great caviar right we have really great oysters also from Orchard Point mm. uh, and Scott, which is the Chester River, East Bay of Maryland. But then 
you know, our tuna tartare is currently featuring uh, salsa matcha, right, that we make from uh, dehydrated chilies that we've purchased from, you know, Fireside Farm down in Washington, Virginia, or Karma Farm in Moncton, Maryland, Path mm-hmm. Valley, right? Um, and I, and for the first time in four years, I've snuck some avocado into the restaurant too. But this was a grower that I worked with out when I lived in California, Santa Monica Farmer's Market, mm-hmm. Um, well, I think the barriers you put in place are the barriers you put in place, right? right? Like that, that nobody's going to call you out on it. It's up to you to decide whether or not it fits what you're doing. Right. And so, uh, you know, we also have, you know, there's, there's a Spanish tortilla. That's mm-hmm. our current uh, vegetable or vegetarian entree, right? And so you're seeing all of these influences from, from outside of this region, but it all comes back to the product from this region. I love that. Um, How often do you, I'm sorry, do you flip things around? Do you, I mean, by season, by? So uh, it, it, when we when we were allowed to seat again uh, in the pandemic, we changed it every week fully. Oh, my God. Wow. And we looked at ourselves after about a year and said, why, why are we doing this to ourselves? Why, why, why are, this is, I mean, it's a really? commitment. Why are we so tired? Right. right. This it's is a commitment. so much. And it was, you know, in that year we did, uh, it was something like, I don't know, what was it, 240 different plates. Wow. <laughs> wow. It was also a three-course menu. So, like, the whole menu, you know, the, the whole menu is changing, the three courses. Right. Uh, from beginning to, yeah, yeah. So, but it was cool I have to guests. ask this. How did you guys find time to have children? <laughs> no, you don't have to ask. None of your business. Well, it's that kind of show. It's a family right. show in a, in a strange way. <laughs> But it's easy to make. It's hard to raise. Yeah. It is. That is so true. Um, so, I've always been bigger on the making, frankly. But That's why he has five children. That's right. Um, so let's talk about now that we're here, okay, and uh, hopefully far out of the pandemic. So how are you? It's all it's all a cart, right? It's not tasting or is it tasting now? Sweet. So, so, yeah, we still have a, a tasting menu. So we have an a la carte menu. Um, we have a tasting menu. You, you have the option to, uh, out of our a la carte, create a three-course menu. Okay. And we also have our chef's counter. So that's very specific to we have um, seven seats, mm-hmm. and you have a, a taste a seven-course tasting with us. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is sounds amazing. Fun, yeah. Plus, you have that big, gorgeous centerpiece oven, right? Yes. What is it? What is it called? Uh, it's just a wood burning oven. I know, but it's gorgeous. Isn't it covered in like copper or something? It is. It's we so had beautiful. the guys that did the copper dome on the Library of Congress put it on our oven. It's spectacular. <laughs> I mean, it's worth a view. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about all the cool things you're doing fried chicken, champagne, cocktails. This is David and Nikki Nellis, Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis talking to Sarah Quintero Schilling and her husband, Reed Schilling of Schilling Canning Company. Um, the seasons are changing, so what's going to happen? Is the fourth anniversary celebration? It's in June. It's in July. July. Yeah. So there'll be but a lot of stuff. We're ramping up. We're ramping up yeah. for the celebration. But there'll be there'll be stuff outside too, I assume, right? Well, they have a gorgeous patio. Yeah, you have a yes. All right, so a... let's talk about you brought in cocktails. I want to talk about fried chicken and bubbles because that's like one of my favorite things ever. So let's talk about the kinds of things that you guys are doing. Yes, I mean it's actually one of my favorite things too. So mm-hmm. I'm, we're very excited that we're launching this. So. Um, obviously, it's Women's History Month. I'm a big advocate um, of this month. Um, it's kind of tied into it, but it's something that Reed and I have been talking about for a little bit of time. You know, we're again, we're a family business. We want to tie in in our neighborhood and Navy Yard. Um, and so we decided to launch uh, a full fried chicken mm-hmm. uh, uh, com- 
paired with a hoe cake, uh, beans and greens, and a oh, bottle man. of Chandon for two people. Okay. Um, so you get this only on Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, $95, um, and the idea is that you get to come in, you get to share a meal, family meal. You can get it for takeout. You know, it's Wednesdays. It's usually middle of the week for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're excited. Um, if you see the picture of this fried chicken, I'm looking it's, at it's, it right it's now. a Amazing. whole <laughs> fried chicken. So what are we... So you're not cutting it up. You're just. Fr- I, I need more information. Okay. And it's deboned. So which we is de- a cool we thing. mostly debone it. So okay. we leave in the wing sure. and we leave in the leg and the thigh and the breastbone are removed. And so what you end up with is a kind of a cross between like chicken cutlet, if you will, but also whole you know fried what chicken. What you're saying right. is you you're giving you're serving a chicken that hasn't the ability to cross the street. Is but that I'm what you're fine. saying? Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Okay, so that's going to be every Wednesday. Now, is that with regarding her? No. So is this a, is a promo because they're um, doing promotions as well. So they're also doing a lot of promotions. Uh, we are participating by doing our cocktails. Mm-hmm. So um, our beverage director uh, created four different uh, cocktails that are inspired by women in history. Mm. Um, we have four here. You know, one is the Gambit inspired by Man- the Manhattan um, it was inspired by Jenny Spencer Churchill, okay. who was Winston Churchill's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Cat's Meow that uh, honors the cocktail bar owned by uh, Julie Reiner, mm-hmm. who's a legend in the world of craft cocktails and right. hospitality. Uh, we have the All Nighter, <laughs> which I think you got to taste today. Okay, the All Nighter looks like an espresso martini, but it tastes like dessert. It is. I mean, it's. I think it's one of my favorites. I was not cake. an espresso drinker either, and that's one of like a, the a good one. No, it's, yeah. got a, it's got a little nod to Lady Godiva in there. Yeah, too. I was gonna say oh. there's yeah. chocolate in there. No two ways about it. When we were in um, Italy, I'm not a big coffee drinker, but when during the morning you could get a what's it called a shakarato. But in Italy, when they shake it up. They serve it in a cocktail glass, yeah. <laughs> and I'm and it's I'm like, oh, well, I'll drink coffee like this. I mean, this is the way <laughs> right. to do it. It was amazing. And something cool, we also use a nitro brew. So our espresso martinis are a little bit different um, than most. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last cocktail we have is that Infante, which is one of my perf- personal favorites because it's uh, based on the margarita. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, um, it's that one, and so it it honors a couple of the different women. There's not a true person who really created it. There's uh, some discussion on it, but. The goal here is, so we have these four cocktails that are being featured. We're running a raffle. So we have four, um, the four queens um, inspired by playing cards. Mm-hmm. You get to come in uh, once once a week during the month of March. You collect all four queens, and then you'll be entered to, um, into a raffle to win a chef's tastings for two. This is all terrific, and you guys are doing so many great things. Let's talk about what the plan is for July and, uh, you know, how we're celebrating four years. We don't have a plan yet. I know okay. we're going to be releasing our, our spring menu, which is coming up uh, with the turn of the season. Um, and, and what I th- about the patio? The patio is going to be Definitely. Opening. When's yes. it opening? Uh, it's it's currently Close. open. It is. <laughs> um, we had some great weather last week. Right. Uh, and so we had a full patio, which was awesome. And if you're not, if you're not familiar, uh, our culinary garden is the basis for our patio. So that surrounds the patio. And um, in the summer, when everything is popping, it's really one of the most pleasurable places to sit in the city. Um, you get a little it's an view. eating garden, right? Like yeah. you're growing everything there. Yeah, we grow uh, all garnishes and herbs and some small vegetables for the menu, uh, both both cocktail and, and dinner menu uh, mm-hmm. in the garden. So it's, um, it's fun. It's a great place to sit. Well, and the last okay. thing, I got to compliment you because the, the resident graveyard is full of folks who couldn't get through the, you know. Pandemic? 
the pandemic, and mm-hmm. you you made it with flying colors, and you're here, and everything. I mean, you got so you're. I didn't realize how much you had to offer after hearing <laughs> everything from Sarah. Man, do you ever leave the kitchen? You go, <laughs> you go to California. <laughs> it's been a while, right? <laughs> Well, we really appreciate you guys coming in, and it's um, very exciting all that you're doing. So, And we'll be doing a whole thing about regarding her next week on the show. Doreen Peterson is coming in, so she's going to be laying out the entire festival. Wonderful. Yeah, it'll be great. Awesome. All right, well, so you've taken us on a tour of cocktails. I feel like all you people just wanted to get me drunk today, and you have not well, succeeded uh, I certainly yet. did. I'm <laughs> so, working on it. Um, let's talk through. So Hip and Flask. Let's just sort of talk through. There is also food options up there. I mean, you're not just getting drunk up there. Like, there is a whole vibe up there. Let's walk through it. Yeah, so we do offer small plates. Um, the Kind of the concept of both outlets is to um, enjoy your dinner down in Seventh State um, and then come up for a hip flask for, But you know. can we talk about getting up there? Because, you know, you have to know yeah, how to so, get upstairs. Absolutely. So um, if you are a guest of the hotel, you have um, access to go to the penthouse. Um through your key card, and if you are local community, um, as you enter the hotel, turn immediately to your right, and there is a little hallway that you sleep through um, and find the elevator. So there mm-hmm. is elevator access that well, goes from the floor to the top. That's it makes it. it kind of fun. We need I like to talk, it. We need to talk about the service because I, you know, the hospitality. They, it wasn't like the, oh, you know, we're gonna. It's David and Nikki Nellis are here from Foodie and the Beast. We were just sitting up there. They were spectacular. No, our, that's not true. Our bar team is oh, wait. incredible. They were like, oh, my God, Nikki Nellis yeah. is here. Yeah. I just want to be clear. Yeah. No, our, our bar team is phenomenal. Um, the, what an ego. Stars, I, have, I couldn't be more happier. I mean, they make my job a whole lot easier just with I mean, their our, talent our waiter was just mm-hmm. he was so, perfect yeah. without, without being honest all the time. Or let me tell you what my favorite drink is, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. He was great. So, yeah, we really kudos had a great to time. You. Okay, can you please tell everybody where we can find you? And uh, give us Instagrams, the whole thing. Um, seven seven zero seven Woodmont Avenue mm-hmm. uh, is the hotel. Um, ground floor restaurant is Seventh State Seventh State Restaurant dot com, mm-hmm. um, and then Hip Flask is Hip Flask uh, Rooftop dot com. Excellent, thanks Great. so much. Okay, go ahead, do your thing. All right, so <clears throat> I heard survey results today that said that some of the American people are getting tired. They're getting tired of the war in Ukraine. Imagine how tired the Ukrainians are, mm. and um, and. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and other folks are talking about we don't need to be there and they're taking our money and all that. All I can say is if if Russia wins that war, Germany better get nervous and so should Poland and everybody else. We have to support them and we have to support all those people who are being uprooted um, uh, and injured in this war. So go to the Red Cross, go to CNN.com. They've got a list of a thousand um, uh, charities that you can support, but but we cannot give up on those people. And frankly, that's that's the front door of a real mess if we don't if they don't win. Okay, uh, and their uh, World Central Kitchen is also uh, incredibly involved with that, and also still with um, the earthquake in Turkey and Syria, so you can help raise funds there as well. Lots of ways to donate and participate. Also, in and around the city, lots of people are doing fundraisers as well. Um, not only can you find about about Fairfax City Restaurant Week and everything you heard about here today, go to the thelistareyouwanted.com, the only online e-zine that tells you everything that is happening in the D.C. metro area. Tune in to me every Thursday on Industry Night, a deep dive on some of the things you hear 
uh, heard here today. Um, it is now on YouTube, so subscribe. And of course, you can hear it on any of your podcast sites. And if you want to see all I'm eating, and I'm eating a lot, and drinking, like all the stuff in here today, check out at N-Y-C-C-I-N-E-L-L-I-S on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and any other social platform that I have to be on. Uh, everybody, spring is coming, but be, take your kindness pills. There's a lot going on out there. You should have a good time. Uh, there's a lot of difficulties people are having with service charges and things like that. Know before you go. Look online. The information is there. Take your kindness pill. Go in and have a great time. And everybody, please have a delicious week. <laughs>